Zion Williamson was cleared for one-on-one -on -one drills. How long will his ramp up to play actually take? Plus, how would he be used out there on the court? And when will we see Larry Nance Jr. and Brandon Ingram return to the lineup? Is it soon? Is it going to be a little bit later? It's the Thursday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans at NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday game day for your New Orleans Pelicans, taking on the Chicago Bulls inside the Smoothie King Center. We're going to see Larry Nance Jr.? We're going to see Brandon Ingram. We'll cover that in the third segment, but before all of that, I do want to get into Zion Williamson. Cleared for one-on-one -on -one drills, one-on-one -on -one, uh, activities. What's his return to play look like? Is there time to get him playing at some point this season, maybe in the postseason? And if he is cleared to play, what would that look like? That's the first two segments of today's show. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, covering the biggest story, sometimes putting on our tinfoil hats if you saw it yesterday, and trying to have a little bit of fun here. In kind of a furious finish to the Pelicans season, really fun time to be a Pelicans fan, I think. Meaningful games down the stretch. Don't forget two things this weekend when it comes to the Pelicans. They've got the media meetup on Saturday before the Spurs game, starting I think at 1, 1.30. Come talk with me, other members of the media. Have a drink or two for a happy hour before hopefully the Pelicans get that win over the Spurs. You need to use um, a link to get tickets. I've got that pinned as the comment down below. If you want to come say hi, I would love to talk to you. Should be a lot of fun. And you get a chalk talk from Joel Myers and Antonio Daniels after that. Then on Sunday against the Los Angeles Lakers, there's a big promotion for anyone wearing Pelicans gear. You're going to get special discounts on beer, soda, and snacks. 12 ounce domestic draft beer, $5. 16 ounce fountain soda, two bucks. Mini popcorn, $1. Mini nachos, $2. Plus, Pelicans fans wearing Pelicans gear are going to get special Thundersticks as a giveaway courtesy of Prime Block. And anyone can participate in this. No tickets necessary. You just need to be at the game. There's going to be special sections you go to to buy the concessions. They're going to have signage and everything, so you're going to be able to see it. So throw on your Pelicans gear, get to the Smoothie King Center, and a really big game, a must-win against the Los Angeles Lakers on Sunday. So let's dive into Zion Williamson. You know, we saw and joked about the video of the dunk yesterday. But first and foremost, right, it means his foot's healing. It means it's moving in the right direction. There was a big concern about that. That's partially why he went to Portland just to kind of get away from the distractions, we think, and to really spend time trying to rehab his foot. He got the injections in Los Angeles prior to that to try and get this foot healing after it really wasn't in going a little bit slower than he would have hoped. But if you're able to do that, your foot's healing. So things are moving in the proper direction. You dunk like that, even on the somewhat cushioned floor, standard floor, their normal practice floor, though, things are healing. And he was cleared for one-on-one. -on -one. So what comes next? You know, we do have a bit of a playbook in what we've seen from before and things that we can follow. And that is 
when he was supposed to ramp up his return to play in November. You know, back on November 15th, they put out a press release saying he's been cleared for one-on-one. What that then said was about 10 days after that, he was going to go through another set of scans to make sure that there was healing going forward. They're going to ramp him up from one-on-one, maybe two-on-two, three-on-three, so on and so forth. A steady progression there. He'll get another, he was going to get another set of scans 10 days later. And if that all went well, it meant he could participate in full team activities, basically getting to the point where you can go through five on five scrimmages that are going to replicate an NBA game as much as possible. So until he, assuming they keep the same timeline, maybe it's subject to change now, but I would imagine they want to go through some extra scans to make sure that it is still healing and there's been no setbacks as there clearly was before. So you're worried about that sort of thing. You know, it's about 10 days away. Well, the play-in tournament, the play-in tournament games are April 12th through the 15th in some capacity. We don't know what's going to be what just yet. There's running out of time to get there. The Pelicans only have 10 more games this regular season. So the play-in tournament games are less than three weeks away. It comes down, what, it's like 19 days away. So 10 days, say, from today puts us on, I got to pull a calendar up. Basically puts us on, let's call it the second or the third of April. You know, you have then about another 10 days or so before the play-in tournament were to start. In 10 days, maybe he can play five on five, go through full team activities. I don't know what the timeline after that is necessarily going to be for him to be able to get out on the court and play. I think he would like it to be sooner rather than later. The Pelicans are obviously being very cautious and thinking about his long-term career and next season in mind. But at a certain point, do they need to bend a little bit in what they want to put him through, right? And do you maybe have to listen to him to not deepen a rift between him and the organization or create a new rift, right? If he says, hey, I'm ready to go, and you're like, no, we're not ready. You know, it's got to be three weeks, but could could you meet in the middle somewhere? Could you come up with some guidelines that work for all parties involved? And I'd be willing to bet to some degree, yeah, Pelicans would like to keep Zion Williamson here as long as possible. So you might need to come down off of your original timeline and, you know, the rigidity that you have to accommodate him a little bit. You don't give him free reign and just say, yeah, you can go and play right now, no problem. You need to save him from himself to a certain degree. I think that's a really important thing here. So in 10 days, April 2nd or 3rd, he's probably still at least a week away. Meaning, in theory, if it's seven days of going through that stuff, and it's not seven days of straight practices, right? There's going to be game days when he's not playing. There's going to be off days when he's not playing, travel days when you're not actually playing. So it's probably longer than seven days, which means probably not going to see him in the play-in tournament. But maybe should they get out of that and the actual playoffs start right after, maybe, maybe there's an outside chance, a very, very outside chance that he could play. But I wouldn't expect him to be participating in full team activities till the second or the third, let's say. And that's if the scans go well and there's no sort of regression or anything like that. But they're going to start to really ramp him up over the next 10 days to try and get him ready to go. And look, just because you're playing one-on-one or even five-on-five doesn't mean you're ready to play in an NBA game. You know, yeah, it might mean physically you are healed and there's no chance of a regression there, let's say. But it doesn't mean you're conditioned and ready to play. You don't need to worry so much. Well, let's get into that in the next segment. You don't need to worry so much about the scheme and knowing the offense and that stuff. I'm I'm really not concerned about that. I've seen that. I think that's overblown. Let's talk about that stuff coming up here next in today's episode 
of Locked On Pelicans. But before we get to all of that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials were new without your consent? It's a business scam that's out to get you. So don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. And on average, people save up to $720 a year. $720 a year with Truebill. Companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, so Truebill is going to make it incredibly easy. Just link your accounts, and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. I put the put a bunch of stuff on this app in my phone. It really is that easy. You just kind of press a button, does that little slider thing. It's going to take care of it all for you. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million. Like Matthew B., who says, In a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my direct TV bill, saved $120 for the year on my Sirius XM bill, and saved $840 a year on my car insurance. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA can save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans also brought to you by NBA Top Shot. NBA Top Shot is the officially licensed NFT of the NBA. You get to connect with a community of hundreds of thousands of NBA fans, and it's a natural progression of fantasy sports, a way to upgrade your experience as an NBA fan. I have a bunch of moments on NBA Top Shot, including a Brandon Ingram dunk. You love to get moments of your favorite players and guys on your team. This is what the future of being an NBA fan looks like. It's part trading cards. Every moment on Top Shot or Top Shot originates in a pack. Unlike trading cards, these aren't still images on cardboard. They are officially licensed NFTs of the greatest moments in NBA history. It's also like the stock market for the NBA. Every day, millions of dollars worth of NFTs are traded back and forth between tens of thousands of NBA fans around the world. There's also fantasy sports in that every night you have the ability to capitalize in the market if you're able to predict the top performers. And it's like an airline loyalty program for the NBA. They flew collectors out for game five of the NBA finals just based on having a bunch of Suns moments. They flew collectors out to the NBA draft based on having rookie moments. They got to have dinner with first round draft picks the night before. They got to play basketball with Obi Toppin and Tyrese Halliburton. There's benefits to playing and getting on NBA Top Shot. Investors include Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant, not to mention Will Smith. And there are also a lot of NBA players in the community like Tyrese Halliburton, Cole Anthony, and Harrison Barnes. I hear people ask all the time, right? Why would I buy a highlight when I can watch it on YouTube for free? But it's not just about watching a highlight. It's about having the ownership stake in what's akin to a stock market for the NBA's greatest highlights. And this is the tip-off of a digital age, and the NBA's officially licensed NFT will be a big part of that digital age. So you want to get in on the ground floor, which is still going on with NBA Top Shot. So if you sign up for NBA Top Shot today, the best way to start is by getting yourself a starter pack. You can pull an NFT of superstars like LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, or star rookies like Herb Jones, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley for just $9. And if you didn't pull your favorite player from the starter pack, you can snag moments from the marketplace that appeal to you. NBA's Top Shot moments can get you access to events and can be used in fantasy minigames on a regular basis. So go sign up over at NBATopshot.com. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. Now for your next listen, Locked On Now, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free, available wherever you get your podcasts. You need that context. You can't get it just from looking at a box score. So we just went over the timeline for Zion Williamson, what his return to play would look like. 
So if he's cleared to play at some point in the playoffs, let's say, you know, whenever, right before the start of next season, what's it look like? Are we gonna, are we going to hear the dreaded word bursts? You know, pro- probably. He's not going to like it, but again, they have a long-term plan in place, and it's not just, you know, making sure he doesn't get hurt while he's out there. It's maximizing the efficiency of these guys. This goes beyond just an injured player returning to play. You actually see this done with players out there normally. You know, this influences these bursts and the type of data they gather from that is used in coaches when they're kind of evaluating their rotation. I I think about Drew Holiday a lot with this. You know, when people are like, I just let him play, do all this. There, you know, you start off at a certain efficiency and it starts to degrade over time, right? You hit up kind of a point of diminishing returns the longer guys out there potentially. So you don't want to leave a player out there too long that one heightens his injury risk and he's not playing good basketball at that point. As I said, I think about Drew Holiday. You know, the Pelicans had a lot of like body data on him. He wore a lot of that like wearable tech, like sensors around their chest, smartwatches, things like that, that were able to monitor their things like their sleep, you know, uh, the body and like what they're eating and how good they're doing, I guess. You know, but one of the things they had was a lot of data in practice on like when guys were moving their quickest. And Drew Holiday did well when he would play for eight minutes. And then the second that clock of him being out there in game action hit like 801, the efficiency really started to drop off and his play started to drop off. So if you go back and look at his the end of his tenure here in New Orleans, they were using him in eight-minute bursts, letting him play for eight minutes at a time because that's what they knew was like the best thing for him. You know, the same stuff's going to apply to Zion when he returns from the injury. And he's going to be out there and he's going to want to play more. But they kind of understand that short bursts right now, based on the science and the data that they have, is the way to use him, right? This is not just, uh, oh, it's six minutes. That's what we're going to call it. No, you know, there's a reasoning behind it. Zion might not care for that reasoning. He didn't care for that reasoning before. But there is definitely a reasoning behind that and the decisions that the NBA or the NBA, the Pelicans are making when it comes to that. So if he's cleared to play, yeah, he's going to go through bursts. I think they'll be more strategic with his minutes. You know, if it looks like it's a close game, I'd be willing to bet they're going to try and save some of that so he can close out in the fourth and be that lethal threat out there that they'll need in those kind of crunch time situations. I also wonder if they'll be a little bit more lenient with it. Is it a close game? All right, let's play him an extra minute or two in the fourth quarter just to ensure that we have our best players out there and we won't see him sitting at the end of games like happened his rookie year. His first game back was close against the Spurs. They didn't play him in crunch time down the stretch. I think there's going to be a little bit more leniency on this, just kind of given the the history between him and the team and the way he feels about this sort of thing. But if you're frustrated and you just want to let him go full bore, there's science behind why they're doing what they're doing. And I think that's, again, important to keep in mind. Look, superstar players have leverage. He's going to use some of that, and unfortunately you have to acquiesce to that. Maybe it's not a bad thing even. You're going to do that with Zion, but at a certain point when it comes to saving players from themselves, right? They're not always thinking 10, 15 years down the line like the team is potentially doing. You need to save them from themselves and do what's in their best long-term interest versus just the short term. And certainly that's what the Pelicans are doing. That's what they've done with Larry Nance Jr. That's what they're doing with Brandon Ingram and his hamstring. We got updates on both of those things. So I think... What they're going to do is use him in burst. Should he play him? Maybe this is going to be a moot point if he doesn't. But you know what? His return to play, there is a timeline where he could be out there. They might just say no. 
just no, it's not worth it. Don't even worry about it. But I, I see the value in playing him, even if it's like a, a small, small, small handful of games. Even just to remind the league of what this guy is capable of, to remind fans of what this guy is capable of. So you'll see him. It won't be like what we saw last year when there were no restrictions or anything like that. That's probably going to come next season. There will be them. But know that, you know, even if Zion's upset about it, there's there's a lot of reasoning and a lot of logic and data that goes into making those type of decisions, even if it upsets your star player. So coming up next, Larry Nance Jr., Brandon Ingram. They playing tonight? Yes or no? Or maybe a, a little bit later? Or maybe it's just a game time decision and a maybe. That's coming up here next to today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.net. It's that time of year again. College basketball tournament under is, is finally upon us and underway. So for all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting, which is the best. You know when the Pelicans are going to go make a run, or if it's they're, they're up big and the opponent's going to go on a run. Use that sports knowledge to take advantage of things. Made a bunch of money on Houston the other day when they ha- were, were, were like f- uh, favored in the second half, I think, after being down. It was like, oh yes, give me that. They're going to end up winning that half, and they did, and kind of moved on to the Sweet 16 because of it. So I absolutely loved taking advantage of that. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action over at betonline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. Now for your second listen. It's not Thomas Morstead, who I said the other day. It's Teron Armstead. They sound similar. You hear that right there. What are they going to do now that he's signed with the Dolphins? Are they moving Ramchek? Are they not? Ross Jackson's going to be breaking it all down over at the Locked on Saints podcast, your daily Saints podcast, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Make that your second listen. All right. It's a game day for your Pelicans taking on the Chicago Bulls. This is a bit of a scheduled loss for New Orleans. If they lose this, it's fine. You, you got a little bit of house money winning that Atlanta Hawks game. And the only games that truly, truly are must wins going forward are going to be Saturday against the Spurs, and then the two Lakers games coming up after that, including the one second night of a back-to-back on Sunday. That might mean you don't see Brandon Ingram in this game. You know, usually if you're you're resting guys, you kind of punt on a game and you play the guy in the game that you know you have a better chance of winning. Let's not try and make it competitive against the Bulls that even if Brandon Ingram plays, the team could still lose. The Bulls are actually hurting a little bit right now, not playing the best basketball. I don't think, you know, I think he's going to be a game time decision. They might have already made a decision on this as you listen. I feel like he's not going to play and he's going to end up playing Saturday and Sunday. And I think those games are much more important. LeBron James didn't play last night, I think. And so they're clearly resting him for this big game against the Pelicans because they certainly want the ninth seed versus the 10th seed. I think you counter that with Brandon Ingram, making sure he can play in these two games, these two must win games. So I don't expect to see him, but it wouldn't shock me if he does play to some capacity. But I think they're really playing it safe with him and his hamstring injury, which is something that, again, can tick up and and wreck the end of the season. If he aggravates it because he wasn't fully ready to come back and play and you don't have him for the final five games, final 10 games of the year, that would truly be a disaster. Larry Nance Jr., though, 
oh yeah, he's going to play in this game, I feel like. I think he's going to play in all of these games. I don't know exactly what his role will be, right? This is a guy who's missed the majority of this season, but he's been practicing with the team. You know, he's been a good locker room presence so far. He adds a lot of what they need. He's got switchability out there on the perimeter. He can guard guards a little bit and wings a little bit too, even though he's more of a small ball five or a big man. You know, he gives you some toughness. He doesn't have a, t- a ton of offense, but I do feel he's a guy that's going to be able to contribute. You feel like he could be closing instead of a guy like Jackson Hayes alongside Jonas Valanciunas and the rest of the group that we would expect to be out there. Say it would be something like CJ McCollum, Herb Jones, Brandon Ingram, Larry Nance Jr., Jonas Valanciunas in some capacity, I think could be your closing five. I just don't know if you're going to see that the first three games back on this homestand. Maybe there's enough faith in him to close with him right off of the bat. Uh, But I think that's a little bit of a stretch. And you're going to see with Willie Green go with kind of the guys that he trusts and has seen so far this season. But you're going to see him, I think, you know, if not this game against the Chicago Bulls, certainly Saturday, certainly Sunday. That's a lift. The Pelicans bench has been a little bit thin. You haven't loved minutes from guys like Gary Clark or Tyrone Wallace. And you get a more established player. You know, even if maybe his best years are behind him to a certain degree in Larry Nance Jr., is is an upgrade over those guys. So it makes the Pelicans have a little bit more depth and kind of solidifies their front court to a certain degree. And I think that's only going to be a good thing. So I'm excited to see him out there on the court. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening and making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, Locked On NBA, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. See you in person on Saturday. Go get a ticket. The link down below. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Come talk with me. I want to say hi to you all and thank you all for listening very much to Locked On Pelicans. And don't forget, wear your Pels gear on Sunday for that Lakers game. Get some cheaper beer, some cheaper soda, some snacks. It's going to be a fun time and a must-win game for the Pelicans. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game.